Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Same. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Happy hump day. No humpty hump. Oh, yes. Humpty. Okay. Humpty dance, anyway, hey everybody. Yeah. Um, it's Wednesday. We're almost there. Yes. Go mess it up. <laughs> what a time. Thank you. Quickly right. an update. No. No. All right. My trees are fine. Okay, go ahead. There were vicious storms that popped up late last night at around midnight in Carver County and then made their way across the metro. I didn't even know. We didn't know that they were even forecasted. It popped up and Lou hollers down like, hey, is there like a, do we need to be paying attention to something? And then we look at our phone and it says some 80 mile an hour winds Whoa. could come through. Stevie boy, pap pap, you know, secure the fort. I go look out front, basketball hoop down. <gasps> and I had five You're sandbags, kidding. five sandbags on the basketball hoop base. Dude, you gotta put some concrete in that thing. Oh! Oh, well, it must be nice. Dig a hole. That's a next level basketball. Buy yourself a level. My neighbor just did it. Looked pretty easy to me. (laughs) As Donna just drank a sparkling rosé watching him (laughs) dig and dig. Smoking a stogie. But they say uh, thousands still without power this morning after those overnight storms. I had no idea. Some fires, all sorts of widespread damage. So, yeah, I don't know if it it popped up and surprised people. My kids, amazingly, slept through it all. And it was a loud storm. I didn't hear a thing. So if it happened by you, it probably happened by me. I would think so. I didn't see anything strange. I do have a few little branches down, but any hoozle. Can I tell you something that I saw on the way to work today? It was the strangest thing. It was like a heating and air, like uh-huh. an HVAC van, okay. right? Like yeah. a company. Mm-hmm. And on the back, written in Jeez. like pencil, it said, Singers Wanted. Mm-mm. And then it said, 70s and 80s cash for singers singers mm-hmm. and then it had a phone number and then it said uh 70s and 80s rock recording artist only or just recordings not like live performances yeah like what is that, that- you didn't happen to snap a picture of the number did you that we could call oh no man that would have been good darn it That's- was on 94 hey if it was you give us a call an HVAC truck or van, and then, like, on a piece of paper on it the It wasn't back? paper. It was almost like a little makeshift billboard. Makeshift. 
It was just really bizarre. Anybody else see this person? And what do they need 70s and 80s rock singers for? What are you recording? For what? Yeah. Be specific. How much are you paying, too? Right. And it says cash for singers. This feels like it's some sort of a... Bait and switch uh kind of, yeah, clickbait. Yeah, to say the very least. Yes, I agree. Anyway, I just thought it was bizarre, and I wanted to share it. And if you know this person, please get a hold of me. We are, listen, Donna and I. I am looking to sing a song. Donna. All right, fine. Donna and I, despite how our, her voice sounds at the moment, we're both dragging a little bit. We need an energy boost here. We need like some B12. I overslept. You you texted. If you, had you not texted me this morning, I'd still be still in bed. Be- yeah, it was a late night. I was hanging with yeah, the neighbors. We did national night out and it was hot out. Man, was so it hot bad. out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and, not uh, good. Yeah, it was a it was a fun night, but man, what I've had two cups of coffee this morning and an energy drink, a Celsius energy drink on the way in, which has another two hundred milligrams of caffeine. Really? An inordinate amount of B twelve, which is supposed to be you know, oh. caffeine blocks the signals in your brain that tell you you're tired. Right, 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 right. B twelve actually gives you energy. So caffeine does not give you Energy, it blocks you from thinking you're tired. Slight difference. You know what I'm saying? I sure do, Steve. And I'm not a doctor, but you know what I mean? Anyway, I still feel tired. I still feel like I'm dragging. I don't know why. You know, the the fire truck came through last night. Ours Maybe did too early. Well, ours came through late. We had, a, we had a, a police officer, this lovely woman who came out wearing all of the polyester, whatever uniform they set them up in that doesn't breathe at all. It just looks so hot, the fabric that they're in. She's got a bulletproof vest on. She's all, you know, just like wearing all the stuff. Comes out actively for about 20 minutes, plays volleyball at the volleyball net with the kids. Really? Yeah, and by the end of it, they're doing like a tournament where suddenly it's elimination and it's her against four kids. she's a firefighter? She's a police officer. And so she came through and did that. And so that was earlier on, and it was great that she did that. And it was just, you know, a cool moment for the kids. They're playing volleyball with a police officer. And then, uh, And then at the end, as things are just about winding down, it's probably, I don't know, maybe around... 9 or 9.30 or something like that. Then a fire truck comes through and they're like, hey, sorry, we're late. There were a couple calls we had to go to and we're hitting up all these different communities. But they were, it was just great because they came down flashing their lights and it was dark out at this point. My little guy, Dev, who's now just in a diaper outside because he had been running through fountains and all this stuff. Um, He is jumping and clapping as the fire truck comes. All the kids are pumped. And the firefighters were so nice. And we went in. I was even in the fire truck asking questions. What does this lever do? What does this lever do? It was just very fun. That's really fun. I met some um, new neighbors and some longtime neighbors that I hadn't met before. Oh, I always admire their home, though, because it's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Uh, So Jan and Steve, um, they're listeners. Oh, wonderful. Which is great. So shout out to them if they're listening. Did they know that you were their neighbor? Yes. You know, there were whisperings behind the scenes, oh. like, I think that's her. It's a major... She's got a black dog, and I've seen it online before. Could that be Donna Valentine? The one from radio. <laughs> the local legend. Yeah, I'm sure that's yeah. exactly how it went. Anyway, um, no, but it was good to meet, you know, new friends. Yeah. New peeps. At one point, I looked out. I was just about Kids to, to everywhere. come out in the yard, or to come outside to join the festivities, and... I stood up from the couch and I saw a blonde woman walking through my backyard and I thought, 
is this turning into like a full neighborhood party? And has she gotten word about my trees? <laughs> I thought she had come over and I was like, are people in the yard now talking about oh, the trees? Stop it. That was not the case. Uh, she was chasing one of her children. Oh, um, there you go. So what are you going to do? Um, also, oh, what was I going to ask you about? Um, your trees. No, not that. You're working. No, no not that. No, come on to Fella Flying that. First Class. Oh, yeah. No, not that. Impossible oh, yeah, you, Burger oh. yesterday. That was great. Again. Oh, you had it. Oh, good for you for trying so those. Good. Oh, they're delicious. Yeah, they're really good. And they butter the bun in first class. Oh, yeah. They butter the bun. Are you going to have a story? Oh, yes, you will. And if you see something, say something, right? About your I flight? I have a confession to make. And if you see something, say something. All right. Coming up at 945. Uh, we will be talking with one of the comics who's going to be featured at Fringe Fest. Yes, at nine thirty. So stick around for that. And oh. if you don't know what that is, yes. he'll tell us all about it because there's a lot of great shows going on for like a week. College of Pop Culture Knowledge at ten thirty. Millennial X Games at eleven thirty. We have a very fun show coming your way. We hope you stay with us. Uh, we'll wake all of our brains up since we're dragging a little bit. We'll do that next. And things that make you go, huh? We have a list of celebrity middle names that'll make you go, huh? Including this one. Do you know who the male 90s heartthrob was, leading man, who's got the middle name Tiffany? Oh, God, no. Oh, <laughs> maybe it'll kind of make sense, too. We'll explain when we come back, Don and Steve, on my talk. Hello. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071. Where talk is fun, right, yeah, Steve? That is the truth, you my know friend. It, buddy. Boo! Wow. Wow, man. Good times. Great oldies. Looking for the button? <laughs> yeah, you sure am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, Rocco's here. Rocco, DJ Rock Lobster in the house. Things that make you go. Rocco stopped off at some hemp store on the way in, so you can you see you can hear it in his laugh. I Dude, saw the billboard. I was uh, there's a big billboard at like 280 in University that says 60 feet away is yeah. all the hemp you could want. Nice. It said like big tobacco. Didn't it say get tobacco something like it that. Says all tobacco. Yeah, I saw products. that too. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's called Go Get It. I'm not going to give him a commercial here, but yeah. Anyways, there's a hemp store about four blocks from here. Rocco's so. about to get his second Cheat endorsement. Day Friday. Hey, it's legal. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, no. Um, I don't know. I think it's still against company what, policy. What is Delta 10? Oh, I know what Delta 8 is. Well, they have 8, 9, and 10. I don't know what the numbers represent. Oh, my gosh. They also either. sell something called hookah boys with a Z. <laughs> um, and vape disposables. I went to a hookah bar once when I was in college, and I felt so worldly. I couldn't believe it. I'd never seen a hookah before ever in my life. And then we go to this place and they're like, hey, they're going to put flavored tobacco on this. And we had our own little part of the patio, this like private part of the patio. And then they bring out what appears to be some sort of an instrument with a hose connected to it. (laughs) I don't see it as a bong, though, because I don't know what a bong looks like at this point. Okay. Oh, really? (laughs) And I'm like, this looks like some sort of a Middle Eastern instrument. Like it's a flute of some sorts that I could get a serpent to rise out of a basket with. Mm. And then it was like, hey, we're all going to we're all going to smoke off of this same thing. And like, here, mine's strawberry flavor. And we're putting in these like little pallets of tobacco. It was such a weird experience. I've done it experience. too at a 
music festival, but I don't really understand what the point and is. And are they like, you can have cotton candy flavor? Yes. Yeah, that's how they get kids hooked. It's not good. <laughs> and by the way, I don't think hookah probably boomed during COVID. Right. Sucking on the same plastic tube. Yeah, that's weird. Upon. I mean, I'm no Dr. Fauci, but probably it was like, stay six feet away and avoid hookah if you can. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, oh, I have things that make you go, huh? There is a heartthrob leading man from the 90s, still so, but like the 90s would have been the heyday. His middle name is Tiffany. We have celebrity middle names that are will make you go, huh? Matthew Broderick. Matthew Tiffany Broderick. Try this one on for size. Richard Tiffany Gear. No. Yes. Now in Pretty Woman, did she go to Tiffany at all? Mm. No, because no. I think it's in New York. Unless oh. there's one in Beverly Hills, I don't know. Oh, oh that was Beverly Hills, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. oh, I thought it was New York. Oh, I was thinking maybe there's like a cute tie-in here of like she had that scene. No. What was it? The, in your regret of whatever, I've got my bags now and blah, blah, blah. What did she say? What was her big comeback? Her... Luke, I am. No. <laughs> well, she went into the she store. went into the store. They wouldn't serve her. They wouldn't take care of her. And, and then she then... waited a beat and said, Rosebud. <laughs> we'll always have Paris. She said nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> As she left the door, or she walked out the door and said, here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> we remember that movie. Yeah, it was good. I just heard this line quoted two days ago, and I can't remember it. Whatever. I'll look it up while you're doing your Here's another fl- uh, fun celebrity middle name. Well, you can't just say his middle name is Tiffany with no context. Oh, oh. Is that like his grandmother's last name? No. Why did they do that Follow to him? Up questions. questions. Okay, fine. How about this one? It was his mother's maiden name according to planetradio.co.uk. We don't trust the British. What'd you say? Say it again again? It was his mother's maiden name. Okay, so there you go. I was right. That's exactly what I said. Listen, you can ask Except me follow-up questions. completely different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to entertain them. Okay. I'm, but if Rocco wants to look him up, he can. Like, here's another one. Tina Fey's middle name, Stamatina. What? Elizabeth Stamatina Fey, which is presumably where she gets Tina from. Her middle name, Stama or Stamatina. Wow. First name, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Stamatina. How about this one? Billie Eilish? Billie Eilish. Here's her full name. Billie Eilish Pirate Baird O'Connell. <laughs> Uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Her parents are kind of hippies. Yeah, they probably will have the same endorsement that Rocco's about oh, to have. That's so funny. The vape shop. <laughs> oh. yeah, DJ Rock Lobster for the vape shop. And we're the Baird O'Connells. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. What? Big man. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. 
However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Steak. Big. Huge. Yes. I have to go shopping now. Yes, queen. Yes. Big mistake. Oh, here's another one. Uh, James Kimberly Corden. Why? James Kimberly Corden. Kimberly? What? I mean, you do you, I guess. Courtney Base Cox. Base? Whoa, Rocco. B-A-S-S or B-A-S-E? Let's see who can get the deepest. (laughs) Oh, Donna did the thing that ladies do, which is when they put their chin down to their sternum when they imitate deep voices. Do yours again, Rocco. Base. That's good. Let me try. Base. Base. Pretty good. B-A, how do you spell it? B-A-S-S. Maybe Maybe it's bass. Bass. Probably. Could be bass. But you also spell bass that way, right? You sure Correct. do, Steve. I mean, what's up with that? English is very confusing. English. I still haven't solved the uh, Stamatina Faye uh, mystery, but her mom's name was Zenobia, and her mo- grandma's name was Vasiliki. So it's a... Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I have uh, a name that I would like to add to our official registry of epic names, please. Okay. It's been a while since we hit it. I yeah, it, it has. I, I yeah. found it. Here it is. One of the most epic names in the history. Stay with me on this one. Kiefer, William, Frederick, Dempsey, George, Rufus, Sutherland. This has been one of the most epic names in the history. So here's my question. If Kiefer Sutherland's real name, legal name is Kiefer, William, Frederick, Dempsey, George, Rufus, Sutherland. (laughs) When it says middle on a sheet that you have to fill out tax form. (laughs) Is he always like, there's not enough room. Yeah, Yeah, you only have so many blocks. All the blocks cause me anxiety. Somebody called in yesterday to say Kiefer Sutherland annoyed them. Yes, they did. did. We vented yesterday. Um, Hey, we have a very special guest coming in next. Jason Schomer, uh, local comic. He's going to be here to uh, tell us about the Fringe Fest. And uh, all the comedy that's going to be there, and all the other things. So, if you don't know about it or you want to know what's the latest, we'll give it to you next on my talk. Hello, good morning, welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Uh, we are going to be speaking to a special guest who is part of the Minnesota Fringe Festival, which is running August 4th through the 14th. So for 10 days. How fun. What, what a month for Minnesota, too, because you have the Minnesota Fringe Festival, August 4th to the 14th. Then we all do our deep hamstring stretches, limber up again. Yep. And then the Minnesota State Fair kicks off on August 25th. Anyway, uh, Jason Schomer, uh, Minnesota's own comedian, he's gonna um, he's gonna have a show, and wh- why don't we just ask him about it? Yeah. He's on the line right now. We'll tell you uh, all about it, what it's called, what the Fringe Festival's all about. Hey, Jace. Hey, Jason. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Um, okay, why don't we do this, Jason? Let's set the table because I think it's easy to assume. That if people have lived in the Twin Cities for a few years, we know about all the things. But the longer you live here, the more you talk to people, you find out, boy, a bunch of us don't know about some of the really cool things 
that happen in and around our community. So for someone who's never experienced the Fringe Festival before, what is it? Yeah, you know, it's a really cool performing arts festival. Uh, what it is, it happens every year, and uh, there are a, this year there's 119 performing groups. Wow. And so uh, each group has five performances, and there's 11 venues. So there's a total of 595 performances that take place over these wow. 10 days. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's everything from drama to comedy to storytelling to dance to music. I mean, there's even children's shows. And so it's, it's pretty wild. And do they take place? So you said there's a, a bunch of different venues. I think you said 11 different venues. Are they all over Minneapolis? Are they in St. Paul in Minneapolis? Are they in, in where are they? They're kind of broken down into two main hubs this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one where it's kind of um, like the Theater in the Round, Mixed Blood, okay. uh, Augsburg, and the Rarig at the University of Minnesota. Okay. And then the other one is Uptown, where it's like Bryant Lake Bowl, huge theater. And then the Center for the Performing Arts. Okay. Now, let's hone in a little bit on what you are doing. For for those who aren't familiar with you, we've had you on the show before. Uh, of course, a local comic here, but uh, also someone who developed a relationship with the late, great Louis Anderson over the years. And it's cool to see that. It, it, I mean, it looks like you're really leaning into and kind of peeling back the curtain on mm-hmm. your own personal relationship with Louis, which I would imagine, Jason, would be filled with a whole lot of comedy, but also some pretty emotional moments as well, because uh, you were there with him at the hospital in Las Vegas where he passed away. Yeah. It's, you know, the show kind of runs the gamut. It's, um, you know, I, I kind of do a real brief history of how we met and how I started working for him, and then kind of uh, take some moments from the years uh, that I lived in Vegas as his opening act, and then over the years just working on the road and our travels. And, and it kind of details, you know, how the relationship went for, from like a kind of like a mentor-mentee <laughs> to a co-worker to actually being like really good friends and then almost, you know, pretty much chosen brothers. So... Um, Can you tell us a little bit of the story? I mean, they'll get the full story and all of the stories in between from when you met to when he passed. But uh, a little bit of the time that you met him, because you're like, this is an unlikely place to, I think, start a relationship with Louis Anderson. When did you first bump into him? It was at a grocery store. Okay. Um, (laughs) He was doing uh, a promo appearance for his New Year's Eve show, and some coworkers of mine were like, um, he's at the grocery store across the street. You should go talk to him because we knew I did stand up. So I ran across the street, and that's how we met. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what do you say? Like, hey, I'm a comic. I mean, where else would two big guys meet and then become lifelong friends? You know, at, a grocery store. <laughs> at a grocery store. But like, what do you do there? You just say like, hey, you're a comic. I love your work. I'm a comic. How does it go from grocery store? And again, I I, I don't want to steal any of your thunder because you'll tell all of these stories and take the audience on a journey with the what is them five different shows that you'll do throughout the Fringe Festival. But like, what is the what is the tipping point where it goes from oh him saying you know thanks nice to meet you to you guys somehow staying in connection? What do you get his number or something? Well, yeah. What happened was so I met him at the grocery store. He uh, you know he told me to comedy and that he was. Um, doing his New Year's Eve show the following week. So he asked me if I was going. And so he invited me to the show. So I went and I thought, oh, this would be the coolest thing to ever get to open for Louis Anderson someday. 
And so then he was back in town uh, a couple of months later, and he did, uh, like, a weekend-long workshop on stand-up comedy. And so I went, oh. and then that's when we really started to kind of talk and connect. And then a month after that, he was performing at the Parkway Theater, and he called me shortly before the show, and he was like, hey, are you coming to the show tonight? And I said, yeah, actually, you know, I'm on my way. And he said, oh, great, because um, I'm going to have you open for me. Oh, my <gasps> gosh. I just I know, got those I the, the one thought that was in my mind was like, well, thank God I'm wearing my good shirt, because I don't have time to go home and change. <laughs> so. My good shirt. The just single, the that good shirt. The one that I have. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. The show is called Curtain Call, Letters to My Friend Louie Anderson. Uh, We're speaking with Jason Schomer. It's part of the Fringe Festival, running August 4th through the 14th. Um, Jace, where where is your particular show? Which theater? Yeah, I'm at Theater in the Round. Okay. I would imagine it is actually a theater in the round. I'm imagining they're they're on the nose there with their naming, and if that's the case, (laughs) I have seen... um, I've seen one show that was like a theater in the round, the Glendale Community Theater or something like that out in Los Angeles or the L.A. area. And it was so immersive. So is it like it sounds, Jason? I mean, I'm asking a very dumb and obvious question, but is it you surrounded 360 by the audience? I am. Yes, they are completely circled around the stage. Do you feel a an onus to... Continually rotate so as not to show anyone <laughs> too much of any one side of you. Yes, you got to constantly be on the move and acknowledge all sides of the room. Right. And then, you know, you also in the back of your head, you're like, ugh, all right, you know, hope all the tags are tucked in. And- <laughs> yeah, you need a buddy to do a check right before you go out. the back, you know what I mean, where you look like alfalfa. Oh, my you know, gosh. All that sort of stuff. So. I love it. How much are tickets? Tickets, uh, they, they range in price. There's like a general admission price, and then there's like a children's price, and that. And that's all on the Fringe website because I think there's like if you buy like a pass for like three shows, you get a discount. Okay, so MinnesotaFringe.org. Um, yep. Love it, Jace. Is there any is there any show that you are looking forward to seeing during these ten days? Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to going to uh, Mary Jo Peel's show, The Dog Show. Um, She's a writer and an actor uh, with the Mystery Science Theater, if you oh. uh, remember that. Oh, yes. my gosh, of course. Super cool. Uh, and so her show is um, a, it's a memoir about uh, her husband passing away and how she became a single parent to their dog. Oh, uh, cute. Seymour, and how Seymour became obsessed with her. So, huh, I can uh, relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like it's also the story of Donna and Buddy. Yeah, um, it totally. In is. fact, let's let's close that loop before we uh, wrap things up with you. Let, for for those who don't know, Jason Schomer, who we're talking to, is going to be performing uh, at the Minnesota Fringe Festival and is going to be doing a really cool new bit all about his life uh, of friendship with Louis Anderson. So it's going to be really great. And I will, uh, I'll link up to minnesotafringe.org on our show links page so that everybody can look at all the shows and buy the tickets. But Jason also happens to uh, be the current roommate of Donna Valentine. Um, I guess I'll just ask, how has summer been with Donna? Anything new and exciting happening on the home front that perhaps she hasn't shared with us? <laughs> Well, we've discovered that Buddy's a barker when he can see her out the window. This is a problem. This is a real problem. It's new. It's very new. And you know, I, mm. I was just going to say, like, I'm, a, I'm an acclaimed performer. I'm very much in demand. And I needed my beauty sleep last night. And, um, <laughs> and he was barking. Donna was outside with the neighbors for a national night out. 
and Buddy kept barking and barking and barking. Oh, see. Jason texted me. He's like, Buddy will not stop barking. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'll come and get him. And I'm reading your text, Jason. I could hear him barking in my room with the TV on and talking on the phone. He must have been PO'd. <laughs> it was going on for quite a while. Oh. So there's that. But Jason's always a good sport. You could all, always buddy. file a complaint to your landlord, Jason. <laughs> you know, when in doubt, when in doubt, you could do that. Yeah. Uh, well, again, it is Minnesota Fringe Festival. You can go to minnesotafringe.org. I'll link up to it on the Don and Steve show links page. Uh, and it's really cool because Jason is debuting, you know, this show, it's called Curtain Call, Letter to My Friend, Louis Anderson. Uh, five different performances that will be happening. And so we hope that you can uh, find a way to go and support the artists, the performing community that we have here yes. in the Twin Cities. As we say, August is a really fun month in Minnesota. we got the Fringe Festival, take a week and a half off, and then the Minnesota State Fair. So get your August started Woo-hoo. off right, get some tickets. Jason, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you. Bye, Jace. Have a good rest of your day. You know, the the, the Louis Anderson quality that Jason uh, Schomer has is he seems, and, and, and maybe I'm misreading this, he just seems to have this um, genuine kindness to yeah. his tone. Yet I'm yeah. sure he makes fun of stuff and has cynical sides to him like he's we all do. He's very self-deprecating. You know, he's very funny. Yes. Very, like, I brought my family. My family is coming into town early just so they could see Jason's oh, show because so they fun. saw him at the Mall of America at Rick Bronson's um, House of Comedy and they were like, whoa, he's seriously funny. Oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> and he's clean. He's very similar to Louis Anderson. And this uh, particular show, <coughs> excuse me, um, happens to be about letters that he started to write to Louis after he passed away. Just kind of, you know, that cathartic thing. Sure. That, you know, helps with grief. So oh, yeah. there you go. Go see him. I got to go. All right, Donna. I got to uh, go get your breakfast. Oh, that's right. You're, Donna's going to go pick up my omelet. Also, <clears throat> pay for it. Uh, when we come back, we will do some uh, see something, say something. I had an embarrassing moment yesterday at the airport. Right after I watched another woman have an embarrassing moment. And I was like, oh, she must not travel much. I fly first class. And then I got played. I'll tell you what happened. When we return, Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hello, good morning. Welcome back. It's us, Donna and Steve, on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Woo! Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna. We are going to find out what Project Down and Dirty is in a week. We think we are on to something. Are we thinking it's a movie thing? We want it to be. Amy Daniels, to the point where now it's becoming a touch unnerving has told multiple members of the MyTalk Air staff, quote, you will, and then she emphasizes the word, love it. Not like, oh, you'll love it. She says, you will love it. And then she turned to you and said, you will love it. Yeah. Apparently she said the same thing to the morning show. I don't know if she has a relationship with Colleen Bradley or Lori and Julia or not, so I don't know. (laughs) But we're wondering... Like, what could this mean? Now, you have a friend who had made a suggestion a couple years ago, and we floated it out, I feel like, right? Yeah. And should we say what the idea is? Yeah, so the idea was, this came from my friend Amy, who said, you know what would be really cool is if you worked with, like, local screenwriters or filmmakers, Mm -hmm. and you put together a movie. The My Talk Film Festival, and think of it this way, each show could have their own short film. 
Sure. Everybody produces a five to ten minute film. And in co- at colleges, they'll do this. There are 48-hour film festivals and yeah. things like that where you rush it all together. Yep. You write it in a hustle. You you know, all yep, of it. Yep, I've done a lot of this. So then each show would have their own mini-movie, their own short film, a red carpet arrival, which would be mm-hmm. just so fun. The theater is rented out and filled up you with my talkers. It goes to charity. Then we have a and a before or after the screening and then like a little party after. The, uh, what do you call it? The um, Yeah, the thing. The thing that we do with the thing. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes. With the chairs. The, and the talking. <laughs> the reunion show? The reunion That's show. That's what we said. The Q&A. Um, beforehand. And then we have a party after. I love it. A rap party. Yes, Rocco. Where we can all rap. What if we all guess this? No, Rocco. No. Remember, you did uh, Going Back to Cali yesterday. It was beautiful. That was. Yeah. That was very exciting. She did that, and we didn't know that she had that <laughs> skill. Oh, uh, yeah. But she did. But now I have to tell you an embarrassing story. About my air travel Uh-oh. yesterday. First, make it see something, say something officially, and then perhaps this is a tale from first class. Wait, okay. Embarrassing. Donna, you go first? No. Uh, what? Uh, give well, me I'll a something. Oh, yeah. Okay, here you go, guys. Here. Okay. All right, me first. Hey, if you see something, say something. <laughs> oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. And now, more tales from first class. Here's the guy sitting in 2A, Steve Patterson. I'll give you a quick tip for all the kids out there who end up flying first class at some point. Which I now exclusively do. Okay. Only if someone else is paying for it. I'm right. far too cheap to ever... I mean, that stuff is too expensive. What is it? Like an extra hundred bucks? No! It's like double your ticket. No, it's not. Look it yeah, up. You look it up. Not, an yeah. extra hundred bucks? Sometimes when you can upgrade for a hundred dollars to a... Yeah, because I've done it before. It's only a hundred bucks. It is... Okay, so it's not... Now, you may have experienced a last minute, hey, we haven't filled the seat just like I get discount Broadway tickets when you go 30 minutes before. All right, all right. If you go to book it, it is very expensive. Okay. I'm going to try to book a flight right now. Yeah, you can. You can go. Uh, uh, should I go Delta? Here, yeah. We'll, or should I go Sun? I'm going to go Sun Country. I got it right here. I got Delta. We'll go to LaGuardia. <clears throat> uh, we'll do, Nobody wants to go to LaGuardia. Uh, you haven't been to LaGuardia in a while. They just redid it, Donna. It's fabulous. Okay, my bad. It is really, really nice. Right. Okay. I'm We're going to Newark. August 15th to the 17th. Okay. One passenger, and I am going to search for them. Uh, and then I'm going to tell you what the cost is for coach, 
and then first class. Okay. I'm uh, ready. For $598 for main cabin. I'm going to go to Comfort Plus now. Our Comfort $598. Yes, Donna. Oh, Comfort Plus is sold out. Now let's go to first class. $1,418. $900 more, Donna. All right. All right. You $100 win. more. You win this time. I'll get you, Patterson. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. So I'm what, waiting what in line. Mm-hmm. And I see uh, it's uh, really everything was tight yesterday, whatever. Walk straight to the gate. Gate 77. And I'm standing in line. I get there. Boom. Time for boarding, pre-boarding. I'm sitting, waiting around. All right, now our first-class passengers, our diamond medallion, our space aliens, you know, our VIPs, our dignitaries, all uh-huh. of those people come on the plane. And I, this woman goes up, and uh, she's talking to the ticket agent, and the woman says, you're not on today's flight. Your flight was yesterday. And she's like, no, that can't be. That's, and then, so they start having a thing, and I'm oh, sitting there no. with my first-class ticket in the distance thinking, oh, some people just don't travel much, I guess. Mm. So then I'm looking down on her in this moment. Stevie Boy then gets in line, and I go, and I have my ticket on my phone. I put it right over the little laser beam thinger, mm-hmm. and it goes, and I was uh, like, whoa. I've never seen that before. I, first of all, I was like, this doesn't need to turn red and make a noise. And then they look at me, and she says, you're not on this flight. And for a second, I was like, did they book the wrong thing? What happened here? And then I looked with my eyes, <laughs> and it said, West Palm Beach was the destination. And I said, yeah, you're right. I'm not on this flight. And then I started panic joking with people because everyone saw me. I turned and this woman was looking at me and her eyes were wide. Like, what happened? Did they? And then I was like, well, I'll be going to a very different destination than all of you. Not quite as nice. And now I'm panic joking as I walk away. And I'm like, you idiot. Why do you have to make a scene? Why were you at that gate? Did that was gate, gate. No, that was gate seventy nine. <laughs> I was supposed to gate, go to gate seventy seven, and I just chose to go to the wrong gate. <laughs> got in line, and once they were like first class dignitaries, former presidents, ah, future presidents, and, and I like, was like, "That's me." Excuse anybody me. Anybody needing extra time? <clears throat> oh, Steve. And then I go full epic. danger field on my way up. Oh, boy. And it's like you don't have to joke on your way. Why don't you just walk away? Instead, I'm panic joking, oh, and people wow. are looking at me. And then I have to go and stand and try not to make eye contact with anybody because people at my gate, I believe, also saw this happen because the gates were close together. Mm. As they say, you can take the boy out of coach, but you can't take the coach out of the boy. That's right. Sorry that happened to you, Steve. Thank you for your vulnerability. Are you, Donna? I am. How about this uh, Tom Cruise encounter, close encounter that some people had? There were folks who were, I believe, was in Ireland. And they were doing a little hike, and it was beautiful, and it's up on this, like, grassy, rocky hill, and it's all so lovely. And then all of a sudden, Tom Cruise comes through, and he says, hey, sorry for uh, disturbing your peaceful walk with all the noise. He had come in on a helicopter. I like your dog. And then these two people say to Tom Cruise at this moment, are you really going to jump off there like the cliff? Like, are you going to run off? And then apparently, according to the sun... A smiling Tom Cruise nodded and began running towards the edge, shouting, See you later, folks! And he had a paragliding parachute on his back and went off into the sunset. That is amazing. They say he was cool as a cucumber. He's probably done enough of these things where he's like, Watch this. Here, hold my beer. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's amazing. That's they, wh- wow. They what think a maybe story. it was Mission Impossible Seven that he was testing a shoot for okay. or, or doing a shoot. I don't know. I've never seen any of those Mission Impossible movies. Have you? I have seen one of the early ones that came out like in the nineties. Maybe it was the original Mission Impossible, and then I saw Ghost Protocol. Say Mission Impossible now? Ghost Protocol. Yeah, yeah. Is that a thing? And oh, it was good. Wait, yeah, wait, it's a wait, thing. Was it Mission Impossible colon? colon? Excuse me. Ghost <laughs> Protocol, and it was it was very good. And it's odd because there have been six now, and they watch the reviews of them. They've gotten better as time goes on. Was it Mission Impossible a TV show? I think so. Rocco? Rocco, you're 50. Rocco's on the phone. He's probably getting yelled at. I hope. That would be awesome. What am I Uh, Mission Impossible, was that ever a TV show? Yeah, for sure, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? I like how we put the onus on the other person by saying, right. yeah, right? It was before right? our time. It was the 60s, right? Yeah, right? I don't yeah. Know. yeah, right? Stick them up, yeah? Um, oh, can you figure this out? <laughs> they put out a list of the, the top 20 musical touring acts since the 80s. We'll go through a few, but the top three caught my eye, particularly one that was there. We'll tell you about it next.